Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. You guys want to talk about Nirvana? You guys know this band? Do you know this band, Andy? Nirvana? Am I saying it right? Nirvana? Nirvana? Andy. Andy. Answer him. Andy. Andy, are you listening to that loud music up in your room? Is it that Nirvana that you're listening to? Answer your father. Answer. <laughs> this is the fuck is happening right now. Andy, I need to talk to you about this Nirvana. I understand the young man took his life. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, your mother and I were talking. And we've we've decided we're Jewish. <laughs> to begin with. I think I'm adopted. I thought you were the mother. I thought I was the father. You said answer your father when I was talking. Oh god. Answer your father. <laughs> what is happening? Andy. <laughs> the music that you listen to is very disturbing. It's there's a lot of imagery we just don't think is really it's we love you no matter what. And we think eh. it would be well. <laughs> Your mother's on the yeah. fence. Your mother, Andy. I, <laughs> what is? You're always going around town with your Victrola records. You look. You sound like a loan shark. <laughs> Have you never listened you to sound this podcast like, You before, sound like Andy. A, 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 a cartoon. Uh huh. <laughs> cartoon I, what? I, a cartoon what? A cartoon what? Andy. Andy. Look. I'm, hey, Andy. Hey, Andy. Let your feelings out, Andy. Let your heart light shine, just like Neil Diamond says about the extraterrestrial. Come as you are and all that. <laughs> you know Neil Diamond did the song for the extraterrestrial. Let your heart light shine. Turn on your heart light. That's what he says. That's what he says. Turn on your heart. We should go. Do you like Neil Diamond, Andy? I, yeah, he's all right. See, you should be listening Such to that. Such an entertainer. Yeah, so much better than this Nirvana. You're never hearing about Neil Diamond blowing his brains out. Listen to Neil Diamond. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shape Pod. <laughs> Neil Diamond played uh, a dance that my dad... Uh, oh, I know. I was there. Went to at University yeah. of Iowa. That's in, right. Uh, That's why I'm telling you you should listen to him, Andy. <laughs> He was at the dance I went to. It's how I met your mother. You, oh, didn't mean to spoil that episode of that TV show. <laughs> That's like, how I met your mother. You want to go again? What do you mean? Andy. <laughs> you need to show a little respect to your elders. And I don't think that, that, that Kurt Cobain is telling you any of Cobain. that in his music. Kurt Cobain. Kurt, it's Kurt Cobain. Is it, I thought it was Kurt Cobain. I think it's Kurt Cobain. Oh, it's the Cobins live down the. Um, it's the Cobins are. You remember the Cobins? You played with them. It's Cobe Curtin is his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting all of that in the podcast, but I guess we can have an official start. Also, every second of that is going in. All of it? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, no, not like, not all of it. Not like everything we talk no, about. Okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> All, all the Andy stuff. Andy. I just want to know who I have to apologize to. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I am Adam Todd Brown. And I remain Travis fucking Clark. Who are you? I'm Andy Sell. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Oh, Andy, you're on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you're doing the podcast here. with your friends. This is that podcast oh, you were telling us so about. Great. We're so happy for you. Oh, no. Out. You, I fixed you're it. doing I fi- that thing. I fixed it. I just got to bring out my soldering gun and we'll fix it. No problem. Are you okay? Andy, pay attention. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, man. We do this for I'm about so glad 15, I said yes to this. 20 minutes at the beginning of every heart shape yeah, pod. True. Even if the person's name isn't Andy. It's or if it's just me and Travis. <laughs> we just, <laughs> just talk to sometimes winter here. Winter. Winter. Oh, Winter, you're so sleepy. What a good sleepy girl. Who's your sleepy girl? Who said you could get on the couch? No one told you. And and, Andy, no feet on the table, Andy. I'm sorry. (laughs) My mistake. (laughs) Oh, this is so much fun. Joining us this week, Andy Sell. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Who you might have heard on last week's episode of $3 Pod, y'all. Shout out to Colin. 
you you better have gone back and listened to that by now. Yeah. As vehement <laughs> as the demand for a second three dollar pod was, I expect. I feel like the the demand is going to drop <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> when we drop that second episode, woo! Yeah. When that demand drops to the streets, uh, reaches the streets. No, I'm saying what I'm saying is is that it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna decrease. Andy, why would you say that, Andy? <laughs> Andy, you're so negative. You're so negative. You put, you put negativity out, you get negativity back, Andy. That that's what that Kurt Cobain. That's what happened to that Caban kid. It's called the secret. <laughs> the secret is stop listening to that Caban kid. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about wrestler Colt Cabana? Yes. What's happening? The wrestler Colt. No feet on the table, Andy. <laughs> Damn it. You can put your feet on the table. It doesn't actually matter. I don't know who to listen to. <laughs> listen to your father. Which no feet one on of the you table? is my father? I don't. <laughs> I can't keep a straight narrative right now with these characters. Speaking of characters. Let's talk about Isaiah Silva. We got a real Silva. character. We, we got, a, got real a real character. character this week. We got a few characters this week. This is uh, we're 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 talking about the strange life of the guitar Kurt played on MTV Unplugged, which is a pretty cool and recognizable guitar. It is a very recognizable guitar, and it has been the center of a lot of controversy the past couple weeks. Controversy. Yes. <laughs> a couple of weeks, huh? Well, actually, this is, this is for a topical. while, yeah. For a couple couple years, starting in 2016, mm-hmm. but the really... Well, that was... There wasn't a lot going on that year. I can't imagine there was anything else to talk about besides yeah. this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how the early parts of this story just missed a lot of us. I voted for this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, this guitar would have won. Yeah. This guitar won the popular vote, no question. <laughs> but in the past couple weeks, this story has taken a really interesting turn. Basically, Francis Bean Cobain's ex-husband a musician named Isaiah Silva. He owns this guitar right now. Well, he's in possession of it. Does well, he own it? Is the that court what? granted oh, it? Oh shit! Yeah. We'll we'll uh, get to the the details, but yeah, he owns it, and he filed a complaint with Los Angeles Superior Court, claiming Courtney Love attempted to have him kidnapped and murdered, and maybe raped, in an effort to recover a guitar that he was awarded in divorce proceedings. To me, I'm starting to think that the MK Ultra training that Courtney Love clearly went through is centered around a targeted object because everybody in possession of this guitar. It could be, yeah. yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just didn't realize the curse the curse he'd unleashed by <laughs> taking possession. She has to kill any male who owns this guitar. It does depend on how many copies of Catcher in the Rye she owns. <laughs> That's so if true. We could, if we right. could subpoena those. Get an idea of how many and 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 I feel that's, like, I feel it's a like number code. I feel oh. like you're not taking this seriously, Andy. 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 <laughs> oh my god. We did uh, a whole episode <laughs> about Courtney Love and the MK Ultra. MK Ultra. Do you know about the Ultras? I know about the Ultras. I didn't realize that there was speculation that Courtney Love was a part of those experiments. Oh my Who god. Are oh my Who are you working god. for? Who are you working for? I look I represent the estate of El Duce. <laughs> Deep pull, Andy. Deep pull. <laughs> I mean, I know Good some job. things. Okay, I know some things. <laughs> so the guitar. If, I swear to God, if you bring up mustard plug, I'm gonna put you in your room. I'll put you right in your room. <laughs> so will I. God damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so <laughs> we pull up that picture of you with mustard plug. Mustard plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pulling up the picture of Cracker from their Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. If you're not familiar with the 1993 band Cracker, go to their Wikipedia page. I love how you say that like that's the only year they were operative. <laughs> that was the year they had their biggest hit. Yeah, They're still true. around. They're still touring. Go to their Wikipedia page right now and look at the saddest photo of a band ever put on a public page. It is a they're on stage, full light show, instruments, everything, 
empty folding chairs as far as the eye can see <laughs> and then the, the the event coordinator slash security guy is sitting down and on his phone it's so sad you, you it's just, all very sad it's one of my new favorite things because <laughs> you're like that's the most accurate depiction of show business ever so we're talking about this guitar this guitar that is the the center of this court case that maybe almost got this guy murdered and it's the same guitar from MTV Unplugged. Right. Which was from 1993? 1993's The year MTV Cracker broke. Unplugged. <laughs> well, the year that Mustard Plug released the album uh, <laughs> Big Daddy Multitude. Oh, no. Uh, I hate Kurt him. Cobain being the father of Francis Bean Cobain. Therefore, he's the Big Daddy. Oh. The Multitude is uh okay i'm done andy you know what i've always loved about you is that you're so clever you tell these stories you see these connections i'm just i'm so glad you're working that side of your brain again i think it's great oh kurt my cobain God. was no average guy average guy being a song from the album big daddy multitude oh this when is... are we going to start doing mustard pod <laughs> our all mustard plug podcast soon it's coming <laughs> As soon as we get this wrapped up, <laughs> okay, fair check enough. out Mustard Pod. Mustard <laughs> so we're going to talk about this guitar because it's it's a weird guitar. It's it's a Martin D18E. The E standing for electronic. Electronic. It was one of Martin's first attempts. It does. Don't make me. I did. Andy, don't make that face at me. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's real anymore. Because you know from guitars. I, d- I know from guitars. You know, you know your guitars. I don't. It was one of the first Martin guitars to include electric pickups. It had two D'Armand pickups, three control knobs, a tortoise shell pick guide. Hell yeah. It's a dreadnought style guitar, which I just think mean, I think that just means bigger. No, dreadnought, no. It no, no, means no. it was used by these the, the, the Navy, Navy. No, the Cobra. Cobra had the Zartan and the dreadnoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And if you put it in the sun, it turns blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, dreadnoughts is typical acoustic size. All right. The way you think of bigger is actually called a jumbo. It's, they're not very creative with the guitar names. Apparently not. Well, dreadnoughts not bad. No, it's pretty. I mean, cool. it could have been medium. They only produced 302 of them for a 12-month period between 1958 and 1959. Current value, $4,840 to $6,240. And I'm guessing about 90% of that is because Kurt Cobain. No, that's actually really inexpensive. This means it's not really collectible. I was just going to say, that doesn't seem like a lot of money to me. Martins are actually, depending on the the era, are are super expensive. And the pre-World War II ones are the most collectible ones. But a 50-whatever for only 48 to 6200 it seems like a lot of money, but it's not that much in terms of a vintage uh, Yeah, acoustic. for a vintage well, for Martin. And a famous one at that. But that's, that's so just of this, these other 300. That's just the value yeah. of the guitar in general. Because I was thinking if that's the value for the specific no, guitar, no, that means no, it's, it's the value no. of the specific guitar after Isaiah Silva touched it. No. <laughs> he devalued it. Yes, he valued it. Very much. So it's kind of like that uh, Montgomery Ward guitar Jack White plays. Maybe that's a better example. The airline was, yeah, a a fucking budget guitar that are now super in demand because of Jack White. Yeah, there's one. I have a link to one in here that's $2,000. I'd like to point out, though, that Jack White now plays Eddie Van Halen guitars. If you don't understand why that's fucking weird, then good. You live a normal life. (laughs) It seemed like Kurt Cobain didn't like this guitar that much. That was surprising to me to hear because it's so attached to him at this point in terms yeah. of the consciousness of... I mean, not that attached. I'm <laughs> up top. <laughs> High five. I don't get it. I don't... I mean, it's... Because well, he's... I thought because he's dead. What? I thought because someone else had it. Oh. I was... Oh, either one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess Andy's makes more sense. That's true. I, you know, it wasn't good to begin with, so let's not explore Andy, it Andy, don't talk to yourself like that. Andy, Andy you got to have more Andy. confidence. <laughs> what you this put out in the world this. is what you get back. I had That's to what stop I'm saying my therapist, um, so this is good for me. Andy, tell me about me, your father. <laughs> Jesus I'm your therapist and your father. <laughs> well, uh, well you're, a, you're a cartoon turtle. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> with, with, uh huh. Hold on, I got to get across the room. It's going to take an hour. <laughs> with Buddy Holly glasses. <laughs> uh, you for sure uh, have a notepad on you at all times. <laughs> so, 
Kurt Cobain bought this guitar in late 1993, so not long before he recorded Unplugged. I kind of feel like he bought it for Unplugged because he knew they were going to do Unplugged and he knew he was going to kind of skirt the rules a little bit and play an electric acoustic guitar. Yeah, he broke those rules. Well, he also he had to have it modified. He had to have the bridge and the nut. Yeah. <laughs> the nut adapted so he could play it upside down because he's a southpaw. I heard Tom Green had to have his nut adapted. <laughs> That's because of cancer. <laughs> cancer <Yeah>. jokes. <laughs> oh, I oh you can't do the thing. And I could have because I brought the regular mixer down. Oh, God damn son it. Son of a bitch. But... Yeah, that was, if you remember, one of the producer's gripes with the MTV Unplugged recording was that he didn't really... I'm not proud of that Tom Green thing. (laughs) I just want to let everyone know that, that I'm not proud of that. Andy, it's okay. Andy, we're proud of it. Andy, we're proud of you. Not everything you're going to do is gold, but everything you do, we love. It's gold to us. It's golden. I'm also, Spends like money in I'm this I'm also house. now feeling bad about derailing. Have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's all this network is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Andy, you're actually the least hostile guest we've had. <laughs> Andy, do you have a book we can not did read? You have, did you have Courtney Love on the show? <laughs> oh, soon, I hope. <laughs> Except we have to do it at a neutral location that doesn't reveal where I live. That's yeah. true. She knows, I'm sure. Her lawyers know. Right. So this, if you remember, I, I think the, the opening intro riff from The Man Who Sold the World oh boy. is the best example of how much <laughs> how not acoustic this is, is not yeah. an acoustic guitar. This is what that guitar sounded like on MTV Unplugged. I remember being really surprised by this happening. The man because, who sold the world cover. Well, not the cover because I I wasn't that much of a Bowie head at the time, so I found out about that song because of him and this. Yeah, but, me too. But this song, that sound on an unplugged, was like, what? Yeah, you can't do that. It's unplugged. Yeah, they definitely broke the rules on unplugged. If Ten Thousand Maniacs respected the format, so can you. If Kiss respected the format. At least they pretended. Has anyone seen Springsteen on Unplugged? No. He just showed up with electric guitars and was like, I'm Springsteen! And just, he just played a regular show. And it was all songs from the Human Touch album. Oh, Oh, weird. Human Touch and Lucky Town. Have you seen Bad Times All Around? Have you seen the corn Unplugged? Of course not. Where he brings out the cure? (laughs) (laughs) And they do Cure songs Well the Cure were basically the meat puppets of new metal So I feel like I feel like Unplugged was not It was just just, Let's see who can challenge us the hardest On this Uh, After after this being such a huge success They were willing to break all the rules Because it was just like well we thought it would be fun To have people play acoustic guitars But if Korn wants to bring out the Cure then fine (laughs) <laughs> and they, Nirvana challenged themselves on that. Like yeah. they played, there they were a play, lot of songs yeah. that were outside Kurt's vocal range, like especially those Meat Puppets covers. Yeah, they played, yeah, they played two or th- two Meat Puppets covers. Three, or was it three, three, three. three. Yeah, and I think three. only two made it to the live broadcast, Essentially, or, not, or the broadcast version. A band who had a bunch of hits came on and played none of their hits. Yeah, and mostly covers. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they had the uh, the lead uh, lead belly lead cover belly, too. Yeah. Ah, so that's the that's the guitar that we're talking about, right. the one from Nirvana Unplugged. And I know what everyone's wondering, and it's... How did they get an acoustic guitar to make that sound? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, heard, I didn't actually <laughs> listen to you. I was, I just, Andy, <laughs> Andy, you know, we don't like it when you do that. We don't <laughs> like when you sit there and you're contrary. And just, is it from this Caban kid? Did this Caban kid teach you a thing like that? I'll take all those records back to... I'll take them to Amoeba and sell them. I know Amoeba. I have friends. We'll take it to that Tower Records. That Tower Records. We'll put you in a tower with your records. The big one. Yeah. Uh, Well, I did forget to mention Kurt Cobain added a third pickup to that guitar also. He sure did. To make it sound that way. Which I didn't know that until we just... Or until I read that, but then when we were watching the thing, I could see it in the sound. He adapted the nut. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> the nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a part of our guitar. Uh, no. Now, 
And, uh, oh, you know who else had? The I nut- just am now picturing <laughs> Kurt Cobain with uh, truck balls. Yeah, hanging from his guitar. <laughs> you know who else had their nut modified? Modified, mummified. <laughs> you know who else had their nut mummified? Yeah, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, <laughs> so I know what everyone's wondering. Brendan Fraser, and the answer is yes. Of course, the guitar guy from Pawn Stars has weighed in on this. I was just going to ask, oh. right? Yeah. Jesse Amoroso, owner of Las Vegas's Cowtown Guitars. And legit, no joke, that's a cool store. That's a cool shop. And he does know some shit. Like, yes. if you watch Pawn Stars, he's the guy they bring in whenever. So, he's the guy they brought in for the grunge pedal. Oh, nice. Which we'll, we'll tell that story in a second. But. He argues that this guitar is as iconic as the white Fender Stratocaster I, Hendrix played at Woodstock. I don't know if I support that. I do. I, I do for a different... I think uh, there, I, there's a cutoff point where it becomes more iconic hmm. than the Strat that Hendrix played at Woodstock. I think that if you want to get a baby boomer to have a heart attack and die... You say that to them. Right. <laughs> you say mm. that the guitar that Kurt Cobain played on MTV Unplugged is as iconic as the the white Fender Stratocaster that Hendrix played at Woodstock. And just watch them wither right. <laughs> in front of you and turn to ash. And um, But I feel like and people... Then, and then we can start electing some uh, progressive candidates. <laughs> That's the that's what's going to get the blue wave going. Yeah. You have to go yeah. around. We just have to, that's why we're doing this episode. Now it makes sense. <laughs> uh, he says that uh, that combined with the fact that only 302 of these guitars were ever made basically makes it priceless. Uh, he said it could get at least a million at auction, probably more, maybe up to a million dollar one million and fifteen dollars if you throw in that grunge pedal that grunge pedal is a good good buy it's a good buy there was andy there was an episode of pawn stars where someone brought in a pedal that literally says grunge it was like a grunge brand pedal from dod the knots the the knobs are butt face and loud yeah (laughs) fx 69 bro that's the model And they sent one to Kurt Cobain, and he used it as a joke for, like, one song and then just threw it into the crowd. You know, those heavy metal bricks (laughs) that you just throw at an audience member. And someone took it on Pawn Stars, and they were like, we'll give you 100 bucks." (laughs) That's it? Yeah. It's not worth shit. Everybody who owns that pedal goes, oh, I bought that pedal when I was 13, and it broke. Like, that's everybody's story who owns oh, a Oh, you're saying pedal. that pedal in general, not the one that Kurt Cobain no, actually... No, the one Kurt Cobain oh. had. They were okay. still only like, yeah, we'll give you 100 bucks. Because this guy said it was maybe worth 500 because he never... Like, he owned it, but just, like, for 20 seconds, and yeah. played yeah. it as a And joke. the guy who brought it in was like, I want five grand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so much money for wow. it. Wow. I mean, I want five grand, too. Yeah, sure. I don't have the pedal, but I'll take five grand. I'll take five grand sure. if someone's if you're got listening, it. Yeah, you know that would be amazing. So let's talk a little bit about Isaiah Silva. Let's not. He's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy at the center of all this. Lead singer of a band called the Eeries. Yeah, is it eerie how much he wants to be Kurt Cobain? <laughs> is that the eerie part? It really is. We we watched this. I'm going to make everyone watch it it's, again. It's eerie in the way the Uncanny Valley is eerie because like, it's like looking at him, watching him and his band and this music video specifically, it's like you're seeing all of the attempt at replicating the aesthetic of yeah. early 90s alternative music, uh, specifically Nirvana, but there's some other stuff in there too, like just some generalized early 90s grunge shit. With absolutely none of the soul, spirit, or heart whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's uh, super weird. It's yeah, it's it's like watching. It's like that Final Fantasy movie, uh, where where you see the big uh, buff guy, uh, but it's Steve Buscemi's voice. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Like you know, it's fake. And like, the and the real quick, this is not effort, a Nirvana song right now. No, right, the effort is very clear yes. and transparent. Like even that riff sounds like, you know, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the way the drums come in there too is, you know, you're right. 
Oh, and I mean, just the is... imagery of this, the fact that the guys recorded them with a VHS over-the-shoulder camcorder. It looks like the heart-shaped box video, but in a motel room. It looks like an episode of HBO's Room 102. He's making Kurt Cobain faces that you yes, know he's practiced he's in the mirror. Singing oh, for like sure. Liam Gallagher. Yeah. yeah. And the bassist looks like Dave Grohl. And I have heard that Oasis is actually Francis Bean Cobain's favorite band. Which. God, so that adds a whole nother layer of creep to this. Yeah. Moving to the country, gonna love you to pieces. <laughs> Moving to the country. Does she also like Green Day because their drummer is definitely trying to be Billy Oh my Joe god, Armstrong. so much so he's being Trey Cool to the yeah. extreme. Although that guy looks a little bit like Feely from Corn. <laughs> yeah, the this, lipstick smearing on the face, yeah. that's an early 90s thing. Yep. Yeah, the you know who did that a lot? Courtney Love. Yeah. Remember when she would show up looking like a damn captured doll wherever she goes. He's wearing a skirt there. Uh, you know, obvious reference to Kurt Cobain wearing dresses on stage. Like, I yeah. can't imagine being a fan of something so much that I wanted to not only own everything that was associated with the guy that I was like, and also marry his daughter. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so creepy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that taking okay, that's this into account... In this obvious like attempt at, I want to emulate this but not understand what any of it means. Right. Uh, but you if take you that want, into account, yeah. then he's marrying. And I, I imagine that Francis Bean has been who's through that out a for, lot. Who's looking out for Francis? I imagine she's been through that a lot in her life. Is a lot sure. of guys being like, but oh, why this Kurt idiot? Cobain's why did daughter. she fall for this? Because he looks the most like her dad. Oh, so it's like you're the guy who was never around. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I mean, he is pretty. Well, here's a He's picture. He's a very pretty man. Here's a picture of them where he could not be dressed more like Kurt Cobain. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. She's that's a scary. very pretty young lady. She's very pretty. I mean, that's yeah. they're 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 hot. They're both hot. Yeah. They're both they're they, both beautiful. If they weren't already famous, they could be Instagram models, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but for all of the the talk of him being threatened by Courtney Love, which I totally fucking believe. I believe. Uh, He's also described as kind of a creepy threat to safety himself. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. An inside source told the always reliable page (laughs) six that Silva is a, quote, dangerous sycophant that refuses to end his campaign of terror towards the Cobain family and their friends because he's obsessed with Kurt Cobain. So hold on. You're telling me the guy who clearly, clearly wants to be Kurt Cobain so much so that he decided to marry and have sexual relations with the daughter of his idol might be a weirdo? Is that what you're telling me? I Where I'm drawing the line here is the phrasing campaign of terror. <laughs> uh, because Did they just mean his album? <laughs> Did they just mean the music he puts out? Because I feel like there's terror on both sides here. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's bad people on both sides of sure this are. story. Uh, so it is kind of somebody being like, I fucking love this thing so much and I'll do anything to get it. And then Courtney, Courtney Love being like, hold my beer. <laughs> Let me show you. I'll show you what you're I not will willing. show you a campaign of terror, my friend. <laughs> let's, uh, let's watch. Yeah, how did he get this is my question. Well, basically what happened is his argument is that before they were even married, Francis gave it to him as a anniversary gift like the anniversary of when they started dating okay that's all right and a couple things here uh yeah I, I i would love to i want to if there's a way i can get a full timeline of their courtship sure uh their can, dating history can, i'd can, like can to I, can i we just put out like a like a google doc like yeah can all somebody <laughs> tag me in a instagram uh i don't know what i'm saying but why would you give that to some, I mean, obviously, you don't meet this guy and not say, you don't meet this guy and say to yourself, well, this guy definitely isn't obsessed with my dead father. But she married the dude. But before they were married, she's giving him this guitar? Yeah, well, they were together for, I think, since 2010, and then got married in 2014. And he alleges that, I think, around 2013, she gave him this guitar. 
All right, that and, is a, that's that's some years, yeah. And I the thing that. about it, what, I still don't think it was a good idea. What he are well, no, it was a terrible idea, obviously. What he argued in his lawsuit is that to even get the guitar out of storage and into his hands was a decision that required permission from Francis Cobain and from Courtney Love, and that at no point after he got the guitar did it ever become an issue again. Until they got until divorced. The divorce. Can I put this in here, right? Let's say this guy. Let's let's get rid of the, all the creepy Kurt Cobain obsession that he has. Let's assume he's just a dude and he doesn't even know that he has that influence, right? Mm-hmm. You fucking don't work out with the girl that you married, whose father committed suicide when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. Why would you keep one of the few things that has any connection to that guy? You give it back to her. The there are 300 of these guitars. They don't cost that much money in terms of a vintage guitar. You could go buy one, mod it to be exactly the same, and there you still have your fanboy shit. I agree with you, but I also think it's a holy uh, grail at the end of Last Crusade scenario where like, yeah. once you've got it in your possession, unless you're like absolutely pure of heart, like oh. I just feel like there's a part of you that can't give that up. Like If I had... Kurt Cobain's guitar given to me from Unplugged. I don't know that I would be able to make the right decision and be like, here you go. I mean, I feel like I would, but but it's also a cursed object. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, for sure a cursed like, object. It's, it's yeah. like the mirror in Oculus. <laughs> this thing is going to fuck with you. It's like the, uh, yeah, the like, that Robert the Doll thing. We have one of those upstairs. Hell yeah. What? Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're all fine. Okay. And the thing is, like, at least part of this is just that this dude's probably kind of a shitty dude. Oh, he's for sure a piece of shit. Like, like you can tell that from that video. <laughs> that's that true. It was just like, what if Nirvana f- fucking Liam Gallagher was singing and makeup and yeah. What if heart-shaped box took place in a hotel where a, a heavy man rubbed his nipples and filmed it? It still would have been cool. It still would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So they end up going to court after they get divorced. He's basically like, you gave me this guitar. I'm going to keep it. It goes to court and he wins. So who took it to was this was this specifically about the this wasn't a, the family took it. Yeah, this wasn't additional divorce proceedings. He was specifically taken to court following the divorce to get this guitar before back? the divorce I because they've been they were I, separated for a while. Well, I think this was the actual like divorce like th- this was just the divorce agreement okay. and the way the reason i say he sort of won is under california law she should like they would have had to split their shit 50-50 right mm-hmm. she would have had to pay spousal support and in the end he just gets the guitar oh right cuz he's and like if i can keep this i'll waive all the other shit that's that's how it seemed when the story came out but with this the thing about this other story that came out about this potential kidnapping, that all happened in 2016 also. Oh, shit. That's not a re- They just they right. just started he talking just, about it? Yeah, he just started talking about it, and oh. it all apparently happened as this divorce was getting finalized. Listen, what I'm hearing from this is, doesn't matter what the court decides if Courtney doesn't agree. Right. right? It's all about huh? what the Courtney rules. Courtney? Court. Nee, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. No, I got it. Yeah. We're on the same page we're here. We're all on yeah. the same page. No laughter on that page, but <laughs> we're all on it. Here comes the love. Here comes the love. You know what I mean? Oh, you know I, mean? I get it. All apologies rise. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Grunge Court is now in session. And, yeah, like he said in his... his go for it, Andy. Nah. <laughs> I think Grunge Court's a real show. We should make that show. We should. <laughs> and uh, fucking Mud Honey is the is the bailiff. <laughs> like all of Mud Honey. So he had to, like I said, had to. They basically had to get Francis Bean Cobain's permission and Courtney Love's permission just to get this guitar out of storage. Is his argument weird? Not Kurt's permission, although I feel like he still asked. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, he sure probably. did. Yeah, he got a Ouija board for that for sure. Yeah. Oh, heavenly Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this story that came out this past week is where shit gets really fucking crazy. It is, you could argue, the lawsuit that changes everything. Everything changes after this after lawsuit. After this lawsuit, Andy, everything changes. Uh, everything before this lawsuit, 
is now no longer the same because everything changes. Things were one way, and then this lawsuit happens. Now they are and another. And then they're a different way. Completely changed. So what you're saying is... Yes. They were... They're going. Things are going along at this pace. Exactly. Just this, sure. With this norm, the right. standard. Humdrum standard. Yeah. And then this lawsuit this happens. Lawsuit happens. Uh-huh. And then it's a totally different everything after that. Everything, everything changes. It all changes after this lawsuit. But then there's another lawsuit. Before this, they were just doing like local lawsuits. After this, <laughs> main stage main, lawsuits. Main stage milk bar lawsuits. <laughs> Oh, it's like these podcasts exist in the same universe. What? <laughs> the most ambitious crossover in <laughs> podcasting history. Uh, so at the end of May, Isaiah Silva, I don't know if we've even said this fuckstick's name yet. Yeah, we have. We, we have. have. Okay, we have. He filed a lawsuit against Courtney Love charging her and an array of such surprising co-conspirators with kidnapping, attempted murder, false imprisonment, extortion, and so much more, and by that I mean rape threats. Jesus. And did she counter sue for his derivative music? <laughs> <laughs> Statute of limitations passed. <laughs> also named in the suit as being among the actual attackers, no less, Sam Lutfi, who is Britney Spears' yeah. former manager. And he's the manager who was basically accused of driving Britney Spears to that breakdown. That she had. It was a short trip. She and, didn't need a lot of pushing or driving. And her family like filed a lawsuit against him and intervened to have him removed from her career. Silva accuses him of supplying Francis Bean with drugs. So this guy's probably in the CIA. Okay. He's, he's MK Ultra too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there's Ross Butler, who is one of the stars of the sort of pro-suicide as revenge plot Netflix series, 13 right. Reasons 13 Why. 13 Reasons Why. What? Like, how is this guy? <clears throat> Look, man, when you're on a Netflix season, uh, you know, it's, it's, those things that come out like every couple of years. You got to pick up extra work in between, you know, when things hit the hit the hit the platform. Wait a second. So is he part of that cult? Isn't there a cult? There's a sex cult, right? That's, no, no, uh, no, no. You're thinking of Wild Wild Country. <laughs> no, 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 no. In, uh, in no, I know what you're talking about. The NVIXM, something like that. Yeah, and there's actors and actresses yeah. and stuff in the but in this, this isn't, cult. No, is I think he one this of is, those? No, I think this is the CIA. You really need to listen to the conspiracy. You need to listen to the conspiracy Andy, episode, Andy. Listen, you're always in your room. Why don't you listen to your friends' podcasts? You'd find out so much more about them. They're interesting. They're, it's true. Yeah, you know, they've got a Patreon page. I know you love Patreon. You love it so much. <laughs> But yeah, he's not part of that cult. He's just weirdly mentioned all throughout this lawsuit. He's also like apparently he works with Sam Lutfi. And who's that? Lutfi is the was that not Britney the guy's Spears' name? His manager. Oh, okay. I thought that First, was a different dude. Who's also a, I mean a monster. So Did I fuck up his name? No, no, no Sam, you're right. Sam I, Lutfi. I, I put my brain into and other names. Ross Butler, apparently like uh Silva also accuses this guy of supplying Francis Bean with drugs and can we leave francis bean alone i, I feel like the ladies had a tough leave life francis bean because <laughs> of the britney thing i got you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, okay. andy i understood your reference you don't sometimes son i think you over explain and i think maybe it's a bit you're trying to do but i understood it i think a lot of the times your jokes they have merit on their own you don't need to apologize for them be confident so um, this story that we're telling about a boy here, uh, eh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> so uh, according to this civil complaint. I should have said about a son. I see. Oh, you yeah. said about a son, about oh. a boy. It's about a girl. I got you. You need an easy friend, I think. <laughs> um, I do. <laughs> I can't see you every night for free, so that's my, my problem. <laughs> So according to the civil complaint that was filed in Los Angeles County, this drug habit is what eventually led to their divorce, according to Silva anyway. and Bean's drug habit? Yeah. Oh, and, Bean. And at some point, Sam Lutfi, who is also Courtney Love's business manager, becomes involved in the divorce and the guitar becomes a big deal. 
And he claims that Love and Lutfi both become obsessed with getting this guitar back. This guitar that previously was in storage that needed paperwork to be found. Right, exactly. Suddenly you're obsessed with it. (laughs) And Love, Lutfi, and Butler entered. This is still according to the. Uh, They represent me in all my court cases. (laughs) (laughs) Love, Lutfi, and Butler. They entered into a criminal conspiracy to commit trespass, burglary, home invasion, robbery, assault, battery, kidnapping, and murder against Isaiah Silva. Jesus. And this was all allegedly to recover the guitar from MTV Unplugged. And it started with the three. This part's creepy as shit. And here's the thing. All of this stuff could be proven, which is really interesting. So I'm I'm excited to see how this plays out. Uh, He claims it started with the three of them, along with a chauffeur, Named Jan Yuchtman. That's <laughs> that's that's a criminal name if yeah. I've ever heard one. I am Jan Yuchtman. I am here <laughs> to drive you with the also recover the uh, guitar that you're looking for. He claims that the three of them hacked into his iMessage account and sent out messages, quote, making it appear Silva was despondent and on a mental precipice contemplating suicide does this sound interesting this sounds familiar when they do just hack in there and have him repost nirvana lyrics (laughs) was was courtney found with a notebook practicing (laughs) sylvia's uh (laughs) fucking do you know about that part andy andy did you know about the courtney love and the suicide conspiracies yes yeah what did you know they're all true when did you know it andy what did you know and when did you know it that's the question (laughs) You're going to have to speak to my lawyers, Love, Lutfi, and Butler. (laughs) And he says this, them breaking in and sending these messages, was allegedly part of a plan to commit a home invasion, kidnap him, murder him, Mm -hmm. and make it appear to be a suicide and recover the guitar. I love that. And what he says happened is shortly after midnight on June 3rd, 2016, Lutfi, Butler, and Yuchtman broke into Silva's house and tried to enter his bedroom, claiming to be the police. <laughs> hey, we're here with the is, police. We, come out with the guitar up. This is wait, 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 wait. This Aren't is you Sting. on that Netflix show I like? Hello, this is Sting. <laughs> I'll give you a different guitar. We recorded Roxanne with it. <laughs> different police, probably. Different police. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So uh, apparently, you don't have to put on the hard light. <laughs> that's, oh, that's Come a different song. Go back to hard. hard. You gotta, everyone has to listen to both of these shows now, or yeah, the, oh, everything's yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, a struggle. Well, he was watching a movie with a friend at the time, and Andy, you're gonna like how this plays out. Was oh, it a yeah, montage, was montage of heck? Was he Lutfi. just watching Kurt Cobain home movies <laughs> on loop? So Lutfi allegedly threatens the friend and Butler and Eukman force him out of the house. So keep that friend in mind. What? We're playing by horror movie rules Okay. So a struggle ensues, and at one point Lutfi, quote, grabbed Silva's genitals through his pants and whispered to Silva, listen, faggot, (laughs) calm the fuck down or we'll drag you upstairs and take turns fucking you. All right, hold on. It's like someone's projecting. Hold on. Yeah, you're... The one grabbing. <laughs> I mean, not. Th- I mean, first off, don't use that word. Don't use the word. Uh, secondly, <laughs> yes, <laughs> fucking. It's uh, <laughs> that's a bad word. And at some point, they force him into the back of a Cadillac Escalade and drive off. Hold on, I want to go back to the threat. <laughs> he whispered it. As, as it's like. I'll take you upstairs. <laughs> I'll take turns fucking you. And like it's <laughs> Well, he whispered it so that Ross Butler wouldn't hear it and go, wait, I didn't agree to this. Hold on. You're I, speaking for yourself. I got here. a Netflix show. I can't be seen doing this. <laughs> oh. And at some point they force him into the back of a Cadillac Escalade and drive off. Horror movie rules alert. Yep. Never forget about that friend who fled the scene oh, shit. right away. They always come. Back. Well, sometimes they come back. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. they come back. I got gotcha. you. You get me? You get I me? Did. Sometimes they uh, come Tom back. Tom McLaughlin. That's the name of yeah. the movie. <laughs> uh, they come back. You ever seen the movie Hell Night? 
I think so. I've seen Demon Knight. Is it similar? Demon Knight's great. No, Hell Knight is a slasher movie uh, with Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Eighty three, I want to say. Okay, the year it was. Is this before she was doing movies with David Hasselhoff? Maybe eighty one or eighty two. It must have been eighty early. It was. I don't know, but it's it's a slasher movie. It's great, and it's my one of my favorite friend who comes back scenes ever. Is is oh yeah, Hell Knight. Yeah, what happened? I mean, I don't want to. Friend spoil comes it, back, but a friend. It's comes been back. out for twenty, almost. It's been out for thirty-five years. Well, the friend leaves them, and you think, oh, well, he's the shitty guy who's just going to abandon them, and they're going to die now. Not only does he go to the police and try to report what's going on, but when the police don't believe him, he just uh, saunters into a side room where the police have a bunch of guns they've just seized, steals a gun, jumps out the window, then steals a car drives to the house where all this is happening and uh, and uses a shotgun to uh, save the day. I do like that. And that's it's, pretty good. It's real great. I think that's what happens in this story. Is that right? Very similar. <laughs> Except in this story, the friend was just outside still calling 911. <laughs> oh, so close. Uh, he really should have seen Hell Knight. Yeah. He might have come up with a better way to handle this. And <laughs> he blocked the road like some kind of goddamn hero and calls with, 911 with, with, with his what? car. Oh. Because they were in in one of those like parts of LA, like in those canyon roads where right. they're fucking really narrow. And he blocks the road and the police actually show up. And according to this lawsuit, Sam Lutfi says, All right, tell them that we're college friends and that this was a prank gone awry, or we will kill your daughter. He has a daughter with a woman from a previous relationship. Wait. A daughter named Arlo. Oh, it's not named Bean? No, unfortunately not. No, she's named after Arlo Guthrie yeah, for sure. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and he go he the he claims he went along with it. There because- are a lot of parent child fucked up dynamics at work here. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell us about him, Andy. Well, you know, Arlo was Woody Guthrie's son. Right. And they had a strained relationship. Sure. My point is, is that He's he's divorcing a woman whose dad killed himself or was murdered, whatever. And in retaliation, this guy is threatening to murder his daughter. It's this would be a good movie. I I'm I'm rooting for the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the friend is the real hero sure. here so far. And so he blocked the car. He blocked the Lutfi so that they didn't get away in their Escalade with. There uh, with his friend, with this yeah, guy, with his, but his like Isaiah. if he blocked it and the called nine one one, I feel like they didn't really want to escape because you just go, well, we'll go another direction. Well, they might not have been able to because if they're up in the hills, well, then you get out and you run. Yeah, but then you have to leave your car, <laughs> and then it's really easy. If to you're thinking ahead, prove. it's a burner car to begin with. It's not a. They probably we're talking about Britney Spears, former manager and an actor from Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, then I, These know, aren't career criminals. Yeah, they or were, they, CIA operatives. I was going to say they're yeah, not yeah. part of MK Ultra, so they don't have. Right. They don't have that training. That and makes sense. The friend presumably called nine one one as soon as he got outside, mm-hmm. so the police were probably on their way. And that friend was Don Cheadle, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that who the friend was? But. <laughs> yes. No, you're thinking of, was, yeah. that's the later uh, war machine. You're thinking of oh, it's Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah. Terrence, right, thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah, he called them up and said, uh, I am evil and I'm going to destroy you or right. whatever he sure. said. Right. And this is a quote from the lawsuit. It is believed based upon facts and evidence that Silva would have been taken to a secondary crime scene and murdered on June 3rd, 2016. Hold on. How can there be a secondary crime scene? So he didn't even didn't... get to vote in California's primary. Well, exactly. no, there's some time. There, uh, there's no crime scene, so how is there a secondary crime? Is there a secondary location where a crime? Well, would no. Happen? What happened here was definitely a crime. That's they a crime, but to go to a secondary crime scene is that's a, that's it's well, it would be happened. a crime scene then. Then, but so, it didn't but it's happen. Secondary location is you're arguing right. semantics here. I am. Yeah. You've really, Your Honor, <laughs> really strongly. You are actuallying the fuck <laughs> yes, out of this. That's right. I want to point out here on Grunge Court. And, of course, Kurt Cobain's death comes up in this lawsuit. They actually go so far as to claim that Kurt's mom confided in Silva that she was, quote, keenly aware of the disturbing correlations between his circumstances 
and those of O'Connor's late son. Her name's Wendy O'Connor. Wendy. Hot mom Wendy. And that she, quote, believed love to be involved in the alleged suicide of her son, Kurt. Oh, shit. Yowzers. I said hot mom Wendy, and uh, Andy gave me an odd look. Uh, Everyone thought Kurt had a hot mom, and it really bothered him. They made fun of him over it. made fun of him because he had a hot mom. Yeah, okay. So if you see him, don't bring it up. Yeah. If you see Kurt... That's, he's he's touchy about it. Don't bring it up. I'll try to It'll blow that. his mind. <laughs> Quit being such a negative creep. <laughs> ah, it's like we're in high school again. I know. <laughs> so after Smells like Teen Spirit. So that part we should be like someone should be able to verify that part, right? That because what sure, happens is yeah. the police came out and apparently bought this story about it being a prank and left. And then Silva is taken back in the house and Lutfi keeps at this point tries to convince him to sign an agreement giving up rights to the property or spousal support in exchange for $120,000. Here's the thing then. That's right? not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Well, that's well, it's why a lot he of, it's not a lot of Kurt Cobain money, but but yeah. the, he also didn't sign Oh, the it was agreement. also like we're going to kill you. We, that, yeah. that was part of but it too. <laughs> here's the thing. You got rid of the cops, right? You, they bought the it's a prank thing and they all left. But then they didn't kill him, and they didn't take him to a secondary location. They took him back home. But, like they're really bad at this. Well, no, you're definitely not going to kill him after the cops have come out and seen you mm, yeah. with him in the back seat in what looked like, at least to his friend, a kidnapping. You can't kill the guy then, True. obviously. Well, you can. My question is, why send the friend away if you're planning to kill him? Is the friend in on it? Is the friend a secret operative? Is, he, is, he, is, it the, is a friend flipping? Oh, I saved you, but really is setting you up for the part two? Could be, but yeah, that could be. But also, I wonder if they were actually planning to kill him or if they were just planning to like scare him, scare him a little mm. bit, because letting that friend yeah, go seems weird. Yeah. Let's go try this, in, except we don't let the friend go. No, we don't. I feel like we come away with that let's guitar. Let's put some names. Or in we a- murder Isaiah Silva. Like, let's put some names in a hat. Pick that name at random and do all of this to that person. Sure. I think that's a great way to just see just how viable all of Vanessa this is. Vanessa lives close. Vanessa and Kevin. Well, don't tell me who it is. We have to pick <sighs> randomly. Right. But Vanessa would be good. That's a good one. <laughs> I want to point out at this point just that put I'm Vanessa not, and Kevin's name five times yeah. each. I want to point out here that I'm not a regular host of this podcast. No, which is so. why it's so weird that this was your idea to come yeah. in here to kidnap somebody. Uh, so I'm going to be sitting this part out. No, no, no. This is part. This is all your idea. Andy, you orchestrated it. Andy, know. you're Andy. always scared to try new things. You are the Courtney Love of this group. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means anymore. <laughs> means there you- was a time when I would understand what you were trying to say with that, but now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently... After he refuses to sign this thing, they finally leave, and he flees to Orange County to his mom's house and how takes does, his daughter. And uh, this kid's definitely how does he flee? How does he get away from them? Well, I mean, he's probably got a little money. I mean, they. I mean, I think they just eventually like they. You can't kill him at that point. Yeah. Well, like the police have seen you with him. You can't kill him. I don't know, but if the if the choice is to go to Orange County, I'll take death. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> I know that's not true because I know how much you love Disneyland. Oh my god, I love it so much. Seventy-five times I went last year. <laughs> Jesus. And <laughs> but the harassment doesn't stop. They. Uh, I don't know what I meant to write, but I accidentally typed. They continue. Oh, they continue making threats over the guitar. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like they're over the <laughs> guitar. They're, they're playing arguing. guitar and then making threats. Uh, they stalk Silva and his family. Caused one of Silva's friends to lose his job at the Chateau Marmont. Well. Well. Posted a Craigslist ad with Silva's daughter's puppy advertising a free dog with her mom's phone number attached. All right. Are they in fucking junior high? I love that. That is not an. That's okay. That's not intimidation. (laughs) That's a prank. That's straight up just a prank. They also had Silva's mail rerouted to Luffy's apartment somehow. How did he do that? They're CIA. They're I ju- yeah, I just changed my address, and you definitely have to have a, a, a card. credit card yeah. with that first address on right. it. Right. So maybe... I mean, maybe Francis Bean had one from when they were still together. Yeah, like a corporate Sitting card. Around. Oh, yeah. maybe Bean's the secret orchestrator all along. Bean! The Bean. 
Yeah, freebie in the bean. Don't mess with the bean. <laughs> but even better, now there's a second lawsuit. And if you read the headline, it seems sketchy because it just says, some woman has alleged... Some woman <laughs> once told me she's gonna <laughs> take my daughter and kill her in Orange County. <laughs> What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> we can all use a famous guitar. <laughs> and this lawsuit Sorry, was. Sorry, that was. I really like that. <laughs> I did too. That was pretty great, yeah. This lawsuit was just filed on Monday, and it alleges that Courtney Love stalked and threatened a woman for not helping her retrieve the guitar. And at first I saw that, and I was like, oh, well, this is just someone piling on. No, it's the mother of Isaiah Silva's oh my God. kid. And his other ex wife or ex whatever? Well, yeah, he had a relationship Arlo's, before. Arlo's mom. Yeah, it's Arlo's mom. Oh, Arlo's Woody. mom. Woody. Yeah. <laughs> and she claims she received threatening phone calls and text messages from Holy Courtney shit. Woody Love. Guthrie also had a famous guitar. <laughs> this machine kills I bet Isaiah. Yeah. I bet Isaiah Silva fucked it. Yeah, and there is so there are so many interesting connections right. here. Synchronicity, man. Am I right? You okay. sure are. I'm this sorry. is another police reference. Yeah. All right. So she got threatening phone calls, and this is uh, this they, is like threat jazz. <laughs> it's amazing how it all interweaves. It's about the lawsuits you don't yeah, file. Exactly. It's about the the derivative <laughs> musicians you don't kill. Uh, she claims that Love and Lutfi attempted to bribe people with money and professional favors. In exchange for their silence and or false statements what are, that would support Francis Bean Cobain's claim that the guitar was not gifted to Silva. So clearly she gifted this guitar to this dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, they, and, and she's, got, she's got gifter's remorse, right? Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. the other thing, too, is that now in this, with all of these allegations, I mean, they're not alleging things that you can't prove like you said they're alleging they're alleging stuff that there's got to yeah. be proof for. she said police reports on some of this shit she right? said on some days she received over 40 phone calls and texts from sam lutfi so that's got to be on record yeah i and mean i feel like this is the next season of serial <laughs> probably right? it should we i mean should i just, feel like we should do that sure yeah we should just spell it like like breakfast cereal but yeah. with an s so it would yeah. be just different yeah. just enough. different enough yeah and in one phone call, Lutfi apparently said, oh, I should point out, I got this far in the notes before I realized I had been typing Lutfi as Lufti the entire time. Oh. But so I fixed it. Don't worry. And Now I don't know what to believe. In one phone call, Lutfi said, quote, my lawyers and police are after you. And in another, he said, your kid will be in an orphanage. Oh, shit. So that is the other lawsuit that's been filed against Courtney Love. What what do we think? I kind of I think I believe, believe pieces of all of these. Yeah. I think it's somewhere in the middle is the truth to all of it. Well, it's if nothing else, it, it would be a bold thing to lie about because the having called the police on them and the police coming out and seeing Sam Lutfi mm-hmm. and the dude from 13 Reasons Why <laughs> Driving off with this I think dude that's in an the part Escalade. that blows my mind the most. Yeah, is that that guy's involved and Britney Spears' former manager. It's I mean that you can kind of see the writing on the wall. <laughs> but, I mean that's but so much of what's in this lawsuit is stuff that they could prove. Yeah, I mean this is not. I'm interested to see how it shakes. The out. thing is, is that if these if these lawsuits are lies, if these are baseless allegations, these lawsuits are out in like a couple hours. You know, they're just done. Because there's no right. way, I mean, not a couple hours, not with the backup in the system, yeah, 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 like a week or so, probably. Or years. I mean, it's 2016. This happened. We're talking about it now. Yeah, it's but just, I mean, if there's if there's are there there's no criminal charges being filed, then is that the is that the case? He's not uh, filing any criminal yeah, charges. Well, it's well, it's a civil, stuff, civil right? suit. Like, well, I think he's asking that criminal charges be filed. Okay, and yeah, I'm interested. To see how it shakes out. I'm interested to see how it... If it turns out to be true, what does that mean for... For Kurt. The Kurt Cobain case. Do people maybe at that point believe that there was more to it than just him? Oh, boy. Committing suicide? I don't know. Who knows? I still think he did not commit suicide. That's, That's your stance? Yeah. Andy? 
I used to be of that stance. Uh, I'm really more of a, I can see either way. Like not, it's, I don't know. I, my stance is I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay. My stance Andy is I don't. Andy killed Kurt Cobain. Uh, Andy, I didn't know you were so angry at the at the young Cobain man. No, I just killed El Duce. I was. <laughs> oh my god. He was driving the train. Yeah. Tr- oh no, I just El pushed Duce. him in front of the train. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you hated the mentor so much. <laughs> well, I also killed Gigi Allen, but that was for fun. Oh sure, <laughs> hey. yeah. sure, sure. For sport. Sure. Uh, I at this point want to say that uh, I don't mean any of that. Oh, good. Plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. Good thought. Like, I can't edit that part. Sure. <laughs> I just want to clarify that I meant all of I'm gonna this. Go to yeah. listen to this. I'm going to go to listen to this episode, and it's just going to be you, you, you guys talking without me going, we have a mind-blowing announcement this week. And then it's just going to be me cut up to say, I killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> okay. So... That's that's what's going on with Kurt Cobain's MTV Unplugged guitar. Yeah, it's uh, that is a nuts. That's an insane story. It's a pretty fucking crazy story. It's pretty yeah. nuts. And yeah. I guess we'll see how it plays. By the time this goes up, who knows? Maybe this guy will be dead. Yeah, then it'll be so topical. We will zeitgeisted so hard. <laughs> oh, so fucking hard. What do we have to plug before we oh, get out of here? Before we get out of here, we oh. have new reviews. So so new reviews means I read from my teenage journals. Yes. So, I'm welcome gonna, to this part of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to flip to a random page. <laughs> Whenever we get a certain number of reviews on iTunes, mm-hmm. Travis reads a page from his teenage journals. Yeah, it's a good time. Let's see. This was going to be like how this And was, last time he put guitar under it. I did. As well, it was fun. <laughs> it was, you know, so, he was making threats over guitar. No, so teenage angst <laughs> didn't do shit for me, <laughs> it did not pay off well. All right, here we go. This is going to be bad. I'll tell you right now. So uh, uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm sure this is about a girl. And, <laughs> oh, good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Why don't right. they just give this guitar away at a swap meet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Here we go. Thanks again for all the reviews. <laughs> Make sure to rate and review us <laughs> on iTunes. The more you do it, the more I will read this drivel. It's time to cut my losses. Goodbye, world. <laughs> no one will ever reach me. People disgust me. I'm finished letting them know me. Their opinions of me no longer matter. Really? Then why did I write this? You didn't. (laughs) Courtney Love did. Courtney Love wrote that. I've searched for someone to talk to, to care about, to believe in. I found they don't exist. Oh. I thought one did. That was my weakness. I believed a lie. Everyone in my life has caused me great pain and torment each one of those got their own line i refuse to crawl for them i will push all of them away i am not anyone's friend i am not anyone's lover no shit that's why i'm writing this i don't care about anyone the only thing i am i meant to write scarred but i wrote scared (laughs) well well. both are accurate but uh only thing i am is scarred now I walk a new path, a path no one will follow. If they try, <laughs> I will kill them. <laughs> oh, my God. I walk my own path, and there is no trespassing. <laughs> if you wrote that in school now, the FBI would be at your front door the next morning. I think to latest. murder the entire planet. <laughs> What spot in a national subway campaign did you not get that prompted you to write that? It was four. No, I don't know. That was. Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, and now, Andy, we have a page from your teenage journal that I would like to read. We don't actually have that. But if you want to bring it, uh, I don't you know, I don't I don't think I have anything from back. I don't either. I have some stuff that I found when I was cleaning out a bunch of stuff from my parents' place. And I did bring some writing from like middle school and high school and college back with me. Uh, I have yet to go through it. So I don't know what The best way to do that is to come on this show, open a random (laughs) page, and just read it. (laughs) Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, this was so much fun. Yeah. 
Andy. Uh, this is a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? Uh, the part where you're going to kill everybody. Because <laughs> I am no one's lover. <laughs> if you want to be my mad lover. I am. I'm so mad that I wrote, I am no one's lover. <laughs> okay. Lava. Maybe stop calling yourself that and you'll meet some new friends. Well, Can I favorite, be your lover? My favorite is that uh, the uh, that's like two lines of Boulevard of Broken Dreams you worked out in advance of that song ever being written. It's true, I did. Uh, so, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Well, my band, your, the Eries, your, is playing <laughs> next week at the Knuckleheads in Kansas City. Oh, nice! I should mention you're welcome to come back anytime you want to do another Heart Shaped Pod. Yeah, sure. We yeah, have- definitely will. I'll go see Deadpool 2 again and, <laughs> and drive over here. And everyone should also check out the three of us on $3 Pod, y'all. $3 Pod! A history of Limp Biscuit podcast. And when you listen to that, this will make sense It makes to a lot more sense. Anybody yeah. else got anything to mustard plug? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, add me on Good all the. Cool, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, so, 1993, when you know, when Unplugged yes. was was right. was the thing. Uh, that's when, of course, we already discussed. Mustard Plug released their album. Um, Somebody's uh, Daddy. What uh, was it? Big Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. Something. Yeah. <laughs> but it had a song on it Stop called. <laughs> Jesus. There's a song on there called Mr. Smiley. Okay. And as we all know, Nirvana on their album Bleach has a song oh, called Mr. Mustache. Yes. It's all coming together. And it also is. the smiley the face. Smiley face. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> yeah. I think mustard plug killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> they mustard plugged him. Yeah. Yeah. In the I, face. I wish I knew more mustard plug songs uh, by heart. I could probably think I, of something. I think you know more than members of mustard plug at this <laughs> point. <laughs> Uh, what do you have to plug, Travis? Um, follow me on the socials. I'm not sure what I'm doing this month. I think I have some shows, but uh, I'm at Mr. Travis Clark on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Todd Brown, Todd with one D, and also on uh, I guess Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Don't fucking follow me on Facebook. I don't need that. I don't even fucking use Facebook anymore. Just fucking get away from me. Uh, and also subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash on pops. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Andy, say goodbye. Or did you have stuff to, you already plugged stuff, didn't you? No, I plugged stuff on. Oh, do you have stuff to plug? I mean, why? Speak up for yourself, Andy. Andy, Andy, you can't let people walk all over you. You're forever going to be in the background. Go front and center. Who's going to know about it. your comedy show? Tell them about the comedy. Uh, what are you telling me? The so Six Pillars of Self Esteem that you should read. I just got into that. Uh, oh, I'm also nice. learning about boundaries in yeah. therapy. Oh, boundaries. Uh, awesome. I don't need, you don't need them. You don't Can need we those come boundaries. to therapy with you sometime? What did we do that was so terrible that you have to go to therapy? We tried our best, Andy. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> okay, that one was actually pretty accurate, right there. That one actually, that one actually cut to the bone. That one stung, didn't it, yeah. Andy? Yeah. Oh gosh, now I'm visualizing. Now I'm, doing, I'm going to my basement. I'm going to my basement. I'm going to my basement. It's raining outside. There are cats and Afghans. Okay. Uh, I'm in a movie called Los Angeles Overnight. That's available on video on demand on Amazon, iTunes, all that shit. You should check that out. Uh, Listen to Ghoul School whenever it comes out. <laughs> At some point, it will. Soon. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore Cell, S-E-L-L. That's in as Cell as in Sell You a Famous Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's lovely. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye, Andy. <laughs>